Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the greatest scootering podcast ever in the entire galaxy. Um, we have a really awesome day of audio listening um, with a really awesome guest. So awesome guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, guys. My name is Mia Catalano. I'm really excited to be here. So this is actually a really cool moment because you were the first girl scooter rider we have ever had on this podcast. And you were kind of, I feel like girl scooter riders are a rare breed of themselves. There's not many of you guys out there. So welcome. And I'm so excited to like have you on here and ask you unique questions about what it's like being a girl in this amazing community. So first thing, where are you from? I'm, I was born in Corona, California, mm-hmm. and I live in Downey now. Hell yeah. What got you into scootering, like, initially? Like, you're, you're, you're very invested in the scooter community now, but that had to have started from somewhere. Where did that all begin? Um, I used to ride a skateboard. My mom, really? Yeah. <laughs> My mom would walk our dog around the park while I rode, mm-hmm. and then I ended up meeting... Uh, Nate and Hayden Tansley and Nick Donatelli, like they were always at my local, always okay. riding. And they let me ride their scooter one time. And that next Christmas I got one hmm. and just never stopped. That's so cool. So did you, were those your main riding partners for the first beginning little bit of your scootering? Yeah, they're definitely the guys that I looked up to the most, like getting to watch them ride every day. It was really cool. Was there a significant moment in your beginning of your scootering where it defined to you, like, this is something that I actually want to strive for? Like, was there an instance or like a feeling, a sensation that you had where you're like, all right, I'm going to stick with this? I think it's more, it was more of a feeling for sure. Because I've played like every sport, Mm -hmm. um, but scootering like as an action sport, it's like its own thing. And it's so different than every other sport. And like the feeling that you get and like the family, Mm. like the scooter community it's really different. And I think I fell in love with that. That's awesome. What about the family aspect of the community keeps you involved so much within scootering? Like, what is it about it that you like so much? Um, I think it's cool because everybody comes from like different backgrounds, mm-hmm. but like we're all scooter riders. And yeah. like whether you've never met somebody and then you're meeting them for the first time or you've known them for forever, it's like you haven't skipped a beat. You know, it's like you're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. I feel like whenever you meet a scooter rider, it's like there's this weird acceptance that you feel towards one another where it's like, hey, you're weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like this yeah. indicator, like you're weird. And because you're weird, I can trust you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I've experienced that. It, it, it goes all around the world. It's like you can meet scooter riders from everywhere. You just recently went to Barcelona and, and really got <laughs> to meet like a huge part of the scootering world. What was that like? Um, I mean, you went there once before, but yeah. like, I feel like this, this re- most recent time was like a big introduction. Yeah. I think I was older this time. Yeah. First time I went was in 2019. So it'd been like three years mm-hmm. and it was really cool getting to meet everybody and, or like see people who I haven't seen in years. And also they had street this year Yeah, and there was supposed to be a girl street. Unfortunately, there wasn't. But it's cool getting to experience the competition side, but then also get to watch. Mm -hmm. And in 2019, we didn't get to do that. Everything was kind of at the same time, like whether it was practice and a comp or something like that. Mm -hmm. But this year, you really got to experience both sides. Got you. So when you first started scootering, um, you were definitely more of like a competition park rider. You had knee pads on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Who did you ride for in that first era of scootering 
I rode for Fusion. Fusion. Did yeah. you also ride for the Volt? Yeah, I got on Fusion, and the next day got on the Volt. What was that like? That How'd was, that make you feel? Yeah, that was pretty crazy. I was very grateful, and it just like it happened really fast for me, but I don't regret any of it. Like riding for Fusion was great, and I got to ride for them for four years mm -hmm. about. So I was there through all of their, their parts changing and they had bad rap that they had in the beginning and then to where they are now. Yeah, I feel like Fusion went through this major transformation. I I feel like at the very beginning of Fusion, they started off with a horrible decision <laughs> by doing this ad campaign with throwing away two-wheeled scooters. And then from there, they were just kind of like this weird brand. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't until like they got their management kind of tightened up that it really started to blossom into like a reliable scooter company like it is now. And I don't know, it's kind of cool that you got to go through that transformation of it. Can yeah. you tell me about some of like the cool memories that you had being a part of Fusion? Um, I think Barcelona 2019 is definitely like my top memory with Fusion. Mm -hmm. It's my first time out of the country and my first like real scooter trip. Like I had gone to things like in LA, mm -hmm. but I live in LA, so I wouldn't count that. Yeah. Um, but Barcelona, it was just like unforgettable. I did, I did, I was really nervous though. Yeah. What yeah. made you nervous? It was the first time they had Girls Worlds and I, I wanted it really badly. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But did you know that I threw up on the plane right there? No. Yeah. It was bad. It was that bad. Just out of anxiety for yeah. the comp? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I know. Right. I threw up on, I threw up the morning before my flight and then I was like, okay, well I'm not missing this flight. So I have to go. And then I sat with Shelby on the plane and yeah. then threw up like in my hoodie right <laughs> next to Shelby. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like within scootering, there's like when you see another scooter rider, there's that like, hey, you're weird and I trust you. But I feel like amongst the scootering world, there's even a smaller circle of just the girls where it's like, yeah. like, hey, you ride a scooter, you're weird, but you're also a girl. And it's like, because of that, you guys have created like this, this unit. Like, I feel like all of you guys really communicate with each other. Yeah, we definitely do. But when comp days comes around, is it as <laughs> close anymore? Or do you guys get competitive? I mean, we would never like talk badly to each other or anything. Yeah. Like maybe in a joking manner, but even then, like, I'm sure beneath the surface, there's a little like, okay, I really want to win. Like, I, I need to win right now. Yeah. But we're very nice to each other. Like, comp days are normally, like, pushing each other to, like, not be nervous and just, like, it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Just, like, try your best. Yeah. I feel like it's funny, though, because normally you're, like, the only girl scooter rider in sessions, you yeah. know? Maybe Delaney's there or something. But yeah. generally speaking, you're, like, the only one. But I feel like when you're amongst the the other only ones it's like nah like, i gotta be this like this is yeah no that's definitely <laughs> definitely there like i'm not gonna lie and say that i've never felt that way yeah but because i feel like amongst girl scooter riders i feel like there's there's not as high of an expectation for tricks mm -hmm. in in like one for one but <laughs> but i feel like amongst you guys that expectation goes away so it's just like now it's like games yeah. on like all right i'm really going up against you <laughs> well it's actually it's interesting you say that because for a girl like when we ride with guys yeah and when we ride with girls it's, so, it's like two completely different things yeah tell me about the sessions how do you feel during both of them so 
I feel like there's honestly more pressure riding with the guys. Like, it depends on how long you've known them. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ridden with them a lot, then it's different. Yeah. But if you haven't, there's just, like, this need to, like, impress, kind of. Like, you don't want to do a trick that you think you're going to fall or something like that. Or you want to do something that they'll think is cool. And you don't want them to think it's cool because you're a girl. They want Got like, it. You want them to think it's cool in general. Yeah. Like, you don't want it to be, like, this fake, like, cheer yeah. because it's oh, you're a girl and you did this trick. You want it to be like a genuine, like, good shit. Yeah, exactly. Which, like, a lot of the time, like, that's how we feel is that, like, guys will be like, yeah, that's sick, like, that a girl did that. Or, like, even, like, for an edit or something, like, anything. It's like, yeah, that was sick for a girl. But to us, it's like, we want it to just be sick. Gosh, does that bother you? Does that bother you ever? Yeah, for sure. Do you guys talk about that amongst the girl scooter riders? About that... That like, oh, that was cool for a girl. Yeah. Ooh. We do talk about that. Tell me about that. It's just like you like put so much work into a trick and then you only get credited for it because you're a girl and you did it. Mm. When it was like it took you a lot of effort to do it, but it's like that was only cool because you're a girl and you did it. Have you experienced the opposite where you get un- unnecessary hate because you're a girl or or like, oh, this was only cool because she, she's a girl. Like, suppose you're getting a lot of recognition for a trick and somebody's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is only getting recognition because she's a girl. Like, does that bother you? Yes, that bothers me. I think I can speak for all girls and, and say that that bothers us. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's funny that the sport is so lopsided yeah. that it's like, it's like whenever there's like a whole different tier category for like the tricks that girls have done. Like whenever I see it's like, competitiveness towards flips and whatever it's mm-hmm. like this whole different category for like what the girls have done yeah it's, it's pretty funny um so what do you think it would take to get more girl screwdrivers within the scene because i feel like a lot of these i guess these walls that are built up amongst like the expectations of what tricks girls do and the tricks mm-hmm. that guys do and just all of that i feel like the only way to eliminate that is by having an equal distribution of guys and girls within scootering. And being a girl scooter rider, what do you think it would take to get more girls within the scene? I think just, like, showcasing it more. I mean, like, Instagram is not enough to Mm -hmm. get, like, a girl into the scene. I think edits are really important. Like, if you think about, like, guys, like, how much they watch edits. Like, to a lot of guy riders, like, that's the most important thing yeah about scootering or like the most like gets you up and wants you you want to ride after watching an edit or yeah like a part so i feel like we need more of that in girl scootering like there really isn't any mm-hmm. so i feel like that's something that's really important and then also just like riding together because like most of the time unfortunately because we all live so far away from each other and there's not that many of us yeah it's like hard to show like us riding together which is like if i saw two girls like riding really well like, mm. I would want to go do that. I want to join them. Yeah, I feel like what it, would, what it would take is there needs to be, like, regular groups of girl scooter riders who are out go- doing their craft. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how they would attract more girl scooter riders. Because I feel like I watch, I watch like, girls in rollerblading, right? I feel like there's, like, groups of girl rollerbladers in L.A. that yeah. just, like, link up and with no guys. And they just, like, make edits for each other. And the edits have a completely different vibe to them. And it's almost like... It has, like, this lifestyle touch that I feel like the guy edits don't have and this, like, certain aesthetic. And I would really love to see that, like, enter into the scootering world because, like, I feel like that'd be so cool. And I feel like that would really strengthen scooter culture. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think I would love to just like sit back and watch girl scooter edits. Mm-hmm. Like I would just, to me, that's like something that I would want to watch. Like I want to watch my friends. Because I feel like they'd be so different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like they would, especially once there's enough girls and there's and there's, I feel like there would need to be a couple of girls that make some breakout video pieces that that define like this is a girl style edit. And I feel like there's so many different routes you can go with it. Like scooters are so customizable. You know, it's like I feel like if there was enough girl scooter riders, there would be like hypothetically like bars that would only look right if you're a girl scooter rider. You know what I mean? Like just <laughs> yeah. little little like personality things that could be added into the scene. One day it would be so cool to have like a girl owned and operated scooter company. Like yeah, imagine that. No kidding. Yeah, that would be so sick. That would be insane. Maybe, maybe I'll do it. I'll hit up Delaney. We'll do it together. <laughs> yeah. So you and Delaney are like a, a power <laughs> duo within Scooter. And what has it been like progressing and riding with her? I love riding with Delaney. We're like, I feel like for most of the girls that I talk to at Scooter, we're all like the same. Like we're pretty much the same. We think we have, we think the same when it comes to like riding or like riding with guys or just together. Mm-hmm. We have the same thought process. So I love when I'm with Delaney because we can like read each other's minds literally. Like you we're on the same wavelength. I feel like when you're you're doing your scootering, you feel these certain vibes that like you pick up on. And maybe most of the guys <laughs> in the group are just completely like uh, unaware of like yeah. these certain emotions. But like when you're with Delaney, you could just like look at each other and be like, All oh. right. Yeah, and we'll text each other too all the time. About that kind of stuff, like, all the time. That's all we talk about is scootering. That's, so you two just sit around and just talk about scootering. Just, yeah, that's, definitely. That's so funny. Yeah, or like people in scootering. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. It would be so funny if there was, like, a girl YouTube scooter rider who, like, did in-depth videos about people. Oh, my God. We could do that. We could literally do that. From like a girl's perspective. Yeah. I don't know if the guys would like it, but we could do it. <laughs> I feel like it would be such like a, a an opening thing for like getting girls into scootering. If there was content that was like directly like girl oriented. Yeah. And like the way that things were said were more like for the way girls thought. You know what I mean? Just like more. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that would be so cool to just get more people into it because like i just want to see more girls within scootering i feel like that's like the most crucial thing yeah same have you seen um the barcelona scene for girl scootering it's crazy i haven't seen it in the last like not as recent as you have Mm -hmm. describe it to me there's so many girls like when i went there i was so surprised to see that many girls riding at the skate park Mm -hmm. and like not like on razor scooters like you'll see here like occasionally but like actual like customs yeah and they're all like pushing and trying to like do new tricks and get better and it's just crazy because i've never seen that many girls like just riding together outside of like a competition that's sick yeah why do you think that girls over there what like why do you think it's more present than than girl scooter riders here i mean it might have to do with the way scootering's viewed in spain versus the way it's viewed here and how do you see that well, the way I see it is different, but a lot of people see it as like, you know, skateboarding versus scootering or BMX. Like, why would you scooter when you can skateboard or ride a bike? Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, in America. Like, it's not viewed the same. 
which it should be. And over there, you feel like it is? Yeah, I feel like over there, scootering has a lot more um, acceptance. Mm-hmm. And even, like, I feel like there's more scooter riders than, like, skateboarders. At least when we go to the park, most of the time, there's a lot of scooter riders there. I feel like the infrastructure of the city also allows for for easier transportation with scooters. Because I feel like one of the main problems in America with, like, scootering is in order to be a successful, I feel like, professional scooter rider here in the States, unless you live in New York, it you, you can't do it without a car. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? And Definitely. I feel like I feel like if it was if America was more of an urban setting, it would I feel like we would see not just more groups of girl scooter riders, just more groups of scooter riders in general. Because I feel like the main mode of transportation would be um, your scooter it wouldn't be a car and I feel like because of that it would just people would link up and and ride more and I feel like in Spain that's a big reason why yeah. there's so many scooter riders and girl scooter riders but one thing that makes me curious is like I feel like abroad a lot of the scooter girls are like more street oriented and I feel like in Australia and in the states it girls are more park oriented like mm-hmm. obviously Delaney breaks that mold but like Generally speaking, you know what I'm trying to say? Like the girls yeah. that have came to the United States. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's just like what you're working with. I mean, here we have amazing parks and same with Australia. Like they have great indoors and outdoors. Mm-hmm. And here, you know, you can drive 10 minutes, find a new skate park. Another 10 minutes, find another one. Like there's just a lot to work with here. Whereas in Barcelona, I mean, the street spots are just amazing. Yeah. Like it's they're It's built for scootering. <laughs> like... And they have, at least in, like, where we stayed, there was, like, two parks. Or yeah, there's, the there's Forum and... Uh, Marbella. Yeah. However you say it. <laughs> Marbella, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel like another reason maybe is because in the park world of scootering, I feel like there appears to be more structure behind it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and maybe, I feel like a lot of the girl scooter riders get into it when they're probably around 13 or 14 years old like it's rare for me to see a girl get into scootering when she's like 20 you know like I've never I don't think I've ever really seen that before and I feel like when a girl is like 13 or 14 her parents probably want it to be around (laughs) something that's more structured you know what I'm trying to say and it's like that's where like the park riding like the park side of scootering like becomes like oh there's actually structure behind this versus the street that's just like go off and just like ride you know yeah well especially as a girl like I know I was not allowed to be at the skate park alone even if my friends were there for the longest time like when I was younger I just my parents had to be with me even like at a skate park or a competition like I had to have people with me they were like Mm -hmm. looking out for me and I definitely would have never been able to like venture off in the streets with like the boys I feel like being a girl scooter rider or just a girl who is actively at the skate park because I feel like there's a big distinction there's certain girls who go to the skate park with with the objective of consumption. And when they go there, they're looking for entertainment from other people. Mm-hmm. But there's another breed of girl, and these are these are girls who legitimately go to the skate park to do their craft, which is the skater girls, rollerblade girls, um, scooter girls, like, mm-hmm. and they go there for their craft. But I feel like a problem is the perception of the people, especially like there's weirdos at the skate park, you know? Oh my there's, God, yes. <laughs> and it's like... For them, it's like they can't distinguish the difference between like the the girls at the skate park. Like they don't realize that the girls are there just to do their craft, you know? And I feel yeah. like 
I feel like that's kind of a bummer within the scene or just within the world that it's like you can't go to the skate park with the same like security just like by yourself that like yeah. a guy could. Does does that bother you? Like what is that? Do you think about that? Yeah, of course. It's like it kind of sucks because it's like always something that you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Like when you go out or when you go to the skate park, it's like you're always like have a chip on your shoulder as a girl, especially like in the scooter scene. Yeah. Because it's like you're always with guys. Like twenty four seven. You so, can't go to the park alone. Yeah. Well, now I do, but I used to not. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're older now, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But like. I remember the one time that I we went to the park with, with. It was me, you, and Daniel went to that park in L.A. and it was like. Oh my god. We were all yes. we were all just riding and everything was fine, <laughs> and then it was like the second that Daniel and I like went away for two seconds. It was like there was some creepy like hood dude hitting on yeah. you. And I'm just like, yo, yeah. like, is, does, does this happen every time? Yeah, it happens pretty often. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like whatever. Like if I'm with my friends, I don't really care. Like, yeah. cause, like I was with you and Daniel, so I didn't I didn't really have anything to worry about except for the fact that he was like kind of giant. But <laughs> And then he like came up to your car after. Oh, my God. Yes, he did. He came up to my car. <laughs> oh, my God. I was literally trying to get out of there as fast as I could. And you guys were like across the street from me. And I was like, oh my God. It was like he made it from the skate park. Like we walked with each, like the three of us walked to the car, right? Mm -hmm. And we were like, all right, we'll catch you at the Chick-fil-A. And then you were getting in your car. And then Daniel and I walked to to my (laughs) car. And and it was like across the street. And by the time that we like have our scooters loaded in the trunk, we turn around. All that's homies at your window. Hey. I know. Oh my God. That was just. And that happens like it's common that that will happen. To like, which it sucks, but there's nothing I can do about it, I guess. That's so strange. Yeah, it's I, just like, I feel like the only way to like change that perception once mm-hmm. again is like there needs to be more just girls in general, like skateboarders, yeah. scooter riders, just everything within the scene, like yeah. just within that culture. Did I tell you that that guy followed me on Instagram and DM'd me after that? How did he find you? I don't know. I don't know. I could not tell you. But that's weird yes i know and that's like another thing is it's not just like in person it's like on social media like everything's sexualized for a girl scooter rider yeah tell me about that tell me about that aspect of scootering like that must get annoying right yeah well like for example like in my comments mm-hmm. they'll make comments about like my body or my looks or whatever and like just completely ignore the fact that i just like did a cool scooter trick <laughs> like yeah it's just like pushed aside and like all they're focusing on is me, which is, like, I mean, that's cool, but, you know, I really, like, worked hard for this clip, and you're just, like, yeah. completely ignore it because it's I'm like, a girl. It's like, yo, I'm showing you a demonstration that I did. It's not like I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm taking a selfie, you know yeah, what I mean? literally. Like, I'm wearing a baggy t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> do you ever feel like when you're, when you're around scooter riders, do you ever feel like people are potentially fake to you just with like expectation like do you ever feel like people are different around you because of you being a girl scooter rider like they they only do things out of the intention because they they seek something from you they seek attention from you like do you find that a lot yeah yes definitely I feel like well I don't want to go too into that but (laughs) it's pretty common Dang. For all, for mo- I could say for most girl scooter riders, or at least like my closest friends. Does that ever discourage you from scootering? 
I mean, no, because it's like, as a girl, there's a lot of things you have to put up with outside of scootering anyways. True. So it's just kind of like, put up with it and you get the scooter or like, let that stop you from doing something you love. Mm-hmm. So I'd much rather just put up with it. Very true. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But scootering is not your only sport. It's not your only craft. I didn't, I didn't know this until I actually got to know you, but you also play hockey. Yes, I can play you, ice hockey. Can you tell me about where all that came to play? Um, so my mom put me in figure skating lessons. <laughs> Was that because of Blades of Glory? Of course. It's yes. like, like seriously, like, straight seriously, up. Seriously, it's because of Will Ferrell and Blades of Glory. Like I love Will Ferrell. I'm his biggest fan. So you started. So the <laughs> so the entire beginning of hockey was just like watching Blades of Glory as yes. a kid. Like on every like road trip or like hockey tournament we had, it was just on repeat in the back of the car. Is like that a just, common thing amongst hockey players, or is what? this only you like, getting into it because of Blades of Glory? Oh no, that's probably, that's definitely just me. <laughs> I like force my teammates to watch Will Ferrell movies. I feel like you have to. I can't believe you. Hadn't seen Step Brothers until last night, which we didn't even finish. Yeah, the whole group of us was yeah. shocked that I had never seen it. I'm sure the whole world is shocked that you haven't seen it. That's such a great movie. <laughs> but yeah, Blades of Glory definitely started my career in hockey. Tell me about what it's like being a girl hockey player. Like, that's pretty unique as well. Yeah. Um, it's different because I'm always with girls, mm-hmm. whereas in Scootering, I'm always with guys. And honestly... A lot of the time, there's so much drama, which is, like, just sucks. And it makes it, like, it can make it not fun, you know? Mm. Because it's, like, there's always something going on, whether you're involved or not. Like, it's the whole team. It's, like, connected to the whole team. So you have to deal with it, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But, like... Like, one person's problem becomes everyone's problem. Yes. Seriously. And, like, there's been a fight in practice before on my team. They, like, had to pull the two girls apart, like... And we're teammates. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so, well, isn't it hockey? Isn't that what you do, though? Not with your teammate. <laughs> like, I would never hit my teammate. Do you fight in hockey? So for girls, like, are you allowed to in gr- the girls' division? No, you're not allowed to fight. But like, it happens. But you just get like you can get suspended, or like just thrown out of the game, or like a long, like a five or a two and a ten, like minute penalty. Are guys your age allowed to? Or is that also against the rules? It's also, they can't fight, but like, nobody cares. Like, is there I like a like, line you crossed into professional where it's like, okay, now it's allowed? Yeah, it's literally, well, I feel like guys always want to fight each other. So <laughs> it does happen, but I feel like it's definitely most common in the NHL and you're not going to get kicked out of a game for it. Like, they'll just give you like a five minute penalty. Yeah. Which is like nothing. So. Have you ever fought in a girl? Uh, Yes, one time. <laughs> I was in Canada. Yeah. And um we were losing. It was 2 to 1. And there was like 20 seconds left or something like that. Like it was the game was almost over. Yeah. So I was like I don't even care at this point. And I like hit her into the boards. And then we both like kind of collapsed. And then she um like shoved my helmet into the ice. And then I just, like, got up, turned around, and punched her in the face. Like, just, like, no hesitation. Just turned and punched her across the face. And then we started fighting. I won the fight, of course, though. Don't worry about that. Yeah. And then um, didn't get kicked out of the game. I was surprised. They just put me in the box for a 2 and a 10. But there was 20 seconds left, so I only had to sit in there for 20 seconds. Damn. Yeah. 
But do, you, I, do you sit in the box a lot? No, actually. I don't. I find that surprising. I know, right? I feel like in hockey, I'm like, I'm a forward. So I'm more of like a goal scorer, I guess I would call myself. Got you. So I'm really not in the box unless I get really angry. <laughs> For like, slashing somebody. Yeah, or just like hitting somebody. Like there's just like this urge you get where you're just like, oh my God, I got to hit this person. Like, dude, I, like you just like hate them. It's just like rage. Dude, I totally <laughs> feel that because I growing up as a kid, I played lacrosse. And I, whenever I would play like basketball and PE, because it's like similar like like play to like lacrosse and I'm sure hockey yeah. too. It's like my urge in lacrosse is to hit somebody and I yeah. can. <laughs> and then, but in basketball, I'm always like, oh, like I want to hit you right now. Like I would totally know how to check you when you go this way. But like. And I feel like that's why I chose hockey over all the sports that I played. Because it's yeah. just like, oh, I can just let my anger out and just hit people and score goals. It's just like all that you need. All you need in life. <laughs> Do you feel like your scootering has given you an extra toughness in hockey? Yeah, I think they've both, like, like they both helped each other. Yeah. I think, like, probably, like, the working out aspect of hockey, like, just makes you so much stronger for scootering. And, like, when you fall, it's not so bad because, like, you're always getting mm -hmm. hit in hockey. And... For scootering to hockey, it's also like you're working your legs so much and your arms, and it's like a lot of the same thing when you're playing. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have strong legs to be a hockey player. Like that's the most important thing is your legs and then your core and your arms for like shooting. But the most important thing is your legs and like pumping around a bowl. It's like a workout. It really is. Yeah. So I think that's just how they would help each other out. I feel that. So you were in a an intense scooter rider when you were first time going to Barcelona in 2019. And then you were riding for Fusion. You were riding for the Volt. Mia was on top of the world. <laughs> and then and then she must have watched Blades of Glory again because she, <laughs> you quit scootering um, to only pursue hockey. Yes. <laughs> but then why did you come back? Okay, so I quit to just focus on hockey. Okay, like first, was... first off, why did you quit scootering to only go into hockey? And then why did you quit hockey, or not quit hockey, but like also go back to scooter? Two-part question. Okay, two-part. <laughs> um, it was like a really important year. That year for like, I was going to the USA hockey camp. Mm -hmm. So I was trying What's to make... What's that? So it's like a series of camps um, basically leading up to like the national team yeah. or the Olympic team. So like there's the under 18 women's team and then there's the under 22 women's team. Yeah. And then there's the Olympic team. So... It was like a really important year for me for that. So I was just focusing on training and just getting there. Mm -hmm. And then I like left all my sponsors and, you know, I missed it for sure. Like it was so, I was so sad when I like sent those texts out where I was like, yep, I'm leaving. Like it was hard for me to do. And I made sure though that I told them, I was like, I'll be back. Like, I don't know when, but I'm sure I will be. Cause it's just like, I love scootering so much. So it was really hard for me to leave, but I it felt was like, like the perfect contrast to your hockey. Yeah. And I just, I just felt like that was what I had to do at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I went to my friend Sevilla's birthday party and her brother works at the vault. So I told her to invite um, Austin and Walter. Yeah. Because they were my closest friends at the vault. And then I saw them and they wanted me to start writing again. So this is like about a year after quitting. Yeah. And, like, I thought about it. I was like, yeah, sure. And how long ago was this? This was, like, a year ago, right? Um, Maybe more? Yeah. 
like about a little less than a year. Okay. And I saw them and they were like, yeah, like get back into it. You know, like, cause when I had stopped, it was pretty much like Delaney was like getting big. Like that's when Delaney was like, the Delaney hitting light a fire on her like, ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, that like, was before, or no, I already knew Delaney. So, oh, you already knew her. Yeah. We met at Woodward like really? way back. Yeah. I had no she idea. She was there as a camper for girls week. What? Yeah, it was. It, yeah, that's sick. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, she got a concussion on a rail. I remember that. She came up to me and she's like, "Bro, I just got a concussion," and she had a helmet on and still got a concussion. So I was like, "She's always saying, bro." Yeah. <laughs> you guys call each other, bro. Huh? Oh yeah, for sure. Or like, bruh. <laughs> bruh. Like, bruh, really? <laughs> but um, so she was riding more, which was cool to see, and it like had like I was reminiscing about Woodward and like I missed riding and like it would have been fun to ride with her again and then i still didn't really ride like i would like go to the skate park with like austin and walter yeah and sevilla and just like sit there with sevilla like i wouldn't really do anything i had no motivation to ride no drive to yeah because it's like i didn't want to get hurt for hockey that was the biggest thing that's like why i had quit it was like i did not want to get hurt mm. and then so august i believe this last august um, I got invited to Worlds because it was invite only from 2019. Oh, and you were there. Yeah, so it didn't matter that I hadn't ridden. I still got invited. And at first, I literally thought it was a joke. I was like, is Fernando messing with me? Like, what is this? <laughs> and then I, like, talked to a bunch of people, and they were like, yeah, it's for real. Like, this is happening. And you're so like, shit. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I can't miss Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. Like, I cannot miss this. So... I decided, I was like, yes, I'm going. Like, I'll pay for my own stuff because I'm not sponsored. Like, I don't even care. Like, I just want to go. And so I started riding more. And then I just like, oh, my God, it was instant. It was like I fell back in love. It was like I had never left. It was so great. It's like such a good feeling. What about it, like scootering in particular, that, that you that you genuinely enjoy? Is it the friendships and the, and the bondings that you have? Or is it more surface level just like the the simplicity of doing the tricks like what what mm -hmm. really keeps you into the scootering the second time around like what what was the aspect of that love that you were like this is what i've been missing this is what i this is what i need i feel like scootering has so many things to it it's mm -hmm. like it's an adrenaline rush and like the feeling when you land a trick like the confidence that you get and then the people like the people in scootering are the best absolutely like they're the best like it's a family all the way through and then like the freestyle, like you get to do whatever you want. And mm -hmm. I've like grown up playing team sports. And so in scootering, it's just like, it's up to you. You can do whatever you want. It's kind of like we're one big team. And it's yeah. like, how, how, what play are we going to make today, group? Yeah, literally. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's that's awesome that you have two com like completely different mediums to like express yourself. One very like organized and one very loose, mm -hmm. you know. And then the uh, what's also interesting about that is like the very organized side is like you're only around girls, and then the very unorganized <laughs> side you're just around guys. Yeah. And it's like you have like a, a whole bunch of contrast in your life about where you put your time, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, I love like don't get me wrong, I love my teammates, like my hockey teammates. They're the best. Mm -hmm. But I think I would much rather be on a scooter trip or like scootering than, Why? than with them in the nicest way possible. <laughs> Is it just because of the structure? Um, I feel like, yeah, it's like you, we all want to be there. Whereas a lot of time in hockey, we're forced to be there. You know what I mean? Mm. Like practices and things or like a workout 
it's like not everybody is there having fun because not everybody wants to be there. Do you find that a lot of the girls are only there because their parents want them to be there or they're there because they've made some commitment that they don't really want to keep up? Like, do you, do you find that a lot? Because in scootering, that, that you don't really see that. If somebody doesn't want a scooter, yeah. they just quit, you know, and then they're yeah. just not there. Like, But if you're on a trip, everyone is very enthusiastic. Yeah. Well, so I'm on a new team now, but the team that I was on before, it was, it was a lot of, like, parents. Mm. It was, like, they wanted their kids to do this. And then my friends just felt like they couldn't quit. Because, like, they owed it to their parents because they put all this money into them playing. Yeah, because hockey's expensive, yeah, isn't it? it's so expensive, which is another thing that's, like, great about scootering. This is cheap. Yeah. Like, it's it's so cheap, especially if you're sponsored. Yeah. Then it's, like, it just keeps you going because you don't have to worry about, like, money. Whereas, like, hockey, it's so much money. And, like, every trip you go on, you have to pay for. You're, like, you're on your team. You pay for your flights. It's once a month. And the hotel and everything. And then gear. Oh, my God. Gear is so expensive. Well, so I'm assuming all of you guys stay in the same hotel together, right? Yeah. And all of you guys take the, like, you guys don't all live in the same place. So you guys mm-hmm. all meet up at the same. Is there, like, this parent team organization thing that you all, like, put your money into to, like, get on the same page? Or is it just like, all right, here's where the game is. Like, be there yeah. this date. Well, you have to pay for the ice as well. So it's like, for oh, a tur- yeah, it's so, everything is costy. Like, you go to a tournament um, and there's the tournament fee. So, like, whatever your team has to pay for the ice and for, like, the referees and everything. like Yeah. So, you have that. And then your hotel fee, which if you're going with just your team, then mm-hmm. you will pay, like, in your monthly fees. But if you go with your family, like, let's say, like, anybody wanted to go with you, like, you would just pay for yourself. Like, you just get your own hotel room. Got you. But, like, so normally I'll stay with my teammates. So, there'll be, like, four of us to a room. And then... We'll like all drive to the ring together, but you have to help pay for the rental car, like for your coaches. Like we pay for our coaches' flights too, because it's like their job, like they're coaching. So we pay for everything, just like split up between the team. Damn. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money. That's crazy. Is your team good? Yes, my team is really good. How good? Like really, really good. Like I think we'll we'll be going to nationals in about a month. And I think we're, we'll probably win. Like, I have a lot of faith in us. So you're going to be on, like, the girls' United States hockey team? Maybe. This That is different. What if you go to the Olympics? What if I go to the, what if I go to the Olympics for two sports? What if scootering gets in the Olympics and then I can go for both? That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> That's what my family wants. Is Do you have really ambitious goals within hockey that you're trying to achieve? Um, A lot has changed since when I was like younger mm-hmm. and thought about like my career. Where did it start? Oh, the Olympics. Like I was going to get Olympic like, no doubt. and I was going to go to the University of Wisconsin. That was my dream school. Is that the best hockey school? Yes. Okay. That is the best hockey school. Um, and that's probably the only thing that never really changed. Like ever since I was like five. You're still shooting for that? Mm, I don't know. It's complicated now. But like literally up until... This like this year mm-hmm. or like the end of last year, it was Wisconsin through and through and the Olympic team. Like that's what I wanted. That's what I was going to do. And then COVID happened, which like literally just like screwed all of my plans. Like so if, like for example, for college, they have fifth years now. So because COVID happened while you were in school, 
Yeah. You get an extra year. So instead of the seniors graduating and the freshmen coming in for like the hockey team, seniors get a fifth year and they can stay. So then obviously majority of the time, a fifth year is way better than a freshman. Yeah. Because they've just been there for four years already. So a lot of people got decommitted from a college or are not committed. Oh, so there's like committed because of it. Like they could have been, but so there's a shortage of availability getting into these schools. Yeah. And like, wow. Okay. So I didn't even know that. So every year it's like a gamble. It's like a school is either going to have a too big of a team, like where everybody, there's going to be like five people who don't even dress or there's going to be a shortage and they're not going to have enough people because all the fifth years decided to leave. Ooh, because then like this next year rolls around and it's like two sets of seniors are leaving. Yeah. So it's just like, (laughs) it's, yeah. So the colleges are in like a rough spot and then that just makes the players like, it's so much more stressful. Like committing is supposed to be like so much fun. Like you get to decide what college you want to go to. Mm -hmm. But now like that's changed. And then there's also like the transfer portal. So if you're a fifth year, you can just transfer to another school and play for them for your fifth year. Really? Yeah. So it's just, it's a mess right now. Is there women's professional hockey? Yes, but it's not, it's not like something you can make a real career out of, I would say, like right now. Mm. Like there's just not enough money in it. And there's only like maybe five teams. Really? Yeah. There's not a lot. But most people, most girls don't want to play professional or at least for that league. Yeah. Because it's not big enough for them to make a career out of. So most of them just after graduation, like they go off into their own career. Got it. Mm-hmm. But do girls get scholarships to go to college to play hockey though, yes. right? Yes. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Who's like the best girl hockey player in the world? Is there one? In the world? <laughs> like a legendary one? A legendary one. Hillary Knight's pretty good. She's been on the Olympic team. This is like her fourth Olympics or something. Damn. Yeah, she's really good. She played at the University of Wisconsin. And then, but I looked up to Annie Pankowski my whole career, which is like, she's from California. She played for the Lady Ducks, which is the place that I started at. Yeah. She went to Wisconsin and she made the Olympic team twice. Dang, that's sick. Yeah. That's so sick. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about DU? Don't they have like a really good hockey program there? BU? DU. DU. Denver University. Oh, they have a really good men's team. Oh, yeah. They don't have a girls' team. They don't have a girls' team? Mm -hmm. That's surprising. I thought they would. Damn. That's interesting. You're in two, like, hobbies in this world or two crafts in this world where it's, like, there's, like, not necessarily, like, a super strong, like, infrastructure. Yeah. No, I pick the two sports that are male-dominated. Like, there's not a lot of girls in either sport or, like, careers, I guess, for a girl in either sport right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> so what are your ultimate goals within scootering? What are my ultimate goals? Like, do you, I know, I know you said that you wanted to win worlds a well, while yeah, ago. Of course, I want to win worlds. <laughs> but beyond from just that, it's like, where do you see yourself going within scootering over the next couple of years? Um, I don't know what's going to change over the next couple of years, but right now the way I'm looking at it is like, I, I want to be involved in scootering for a long mm-hmm. time and I want to do whatever I can to help the scene grow, not just for girls, but, like, for the Just in general, yeah. Yeah. So, I'll, like, whatever I can do to help, I will do. Like, and I don't know what that role is for me yet, Mm -hmm. because I'm still, like, writing. So, 
which I will ride as long as I can. But like once, like I want to get into not necessarily like the business aspect of it, but like I want to support the scene. Yeah. In whatever way I can. I feel like the scooter community is is really building very solid individuals. You know, I feel like whenever a scooter rider like really tries their hardest within the scootering world and then applies that same amount of effort and determination into anything in their life, they're going to be successful at it because it's like I feel like you get told no so much within scootering that it like it builds <laughs> up this like resistance where it's just like, "All right, well like I'm just going to go." Like it's hard to get a like approval from your peers scootering you know yeah. it's like you get nose everywhere and yes and, all the time and i'm 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 so curious to see like where the scooter riders of this world end up as well as like what is that going to do for like the girl scootering scene because like i feel like if that energy could be carried on to a, a larger group of girls having girls go through a scene where it's like it's like they they kind of get told no and, it, and and they get built up the same way that you just do as a scooter rider mm-hmm. as well as having that like that like trust and protection from like guys that genuinely like care about you you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. look out for your protection yeah. i feel like if we can make girls more prevalent within the scene i feel like it would just be such an awesome place for for girls to like create content and create like express themselves and just do like just have it as a medium. I'm just trying to figure out ways to do that. And I want to see you lead that. Yeah, I would love to lead that. I think the girls can do a lot for the sport and it it's going to be really exciting. Like every time I see a new girl rider, it's just like, damn, like we're, we're on the come up. We're doing things. And, you know, like Delaney and Sophie and like all of these girl riders who are like at the top of the scene right now are like really good. Mm-hmm. it's so cool to watch like i just love seeing like obviously there's that com- competitive side but i like seeing other girls like my friends like progress and like get the recognition that they deserve it's like whenever you see another girl scooter it's like i don't necessarily know them but they're my best friend yeah <laughs> yeah it's like instant connection <laughs> that's so cool yeah i wish like i wish more people could just experience how great the scootering world is and just experience like that that trust and that bonding and that unity because it's so unique yeah and it's so like you won't find it anywhere else i mean i even with team sports or anything you know it mm-hmm. it's just like where else will you find a such a committed excited group of people who like just genuinely care about having a good time for themselves you know yeah. like that's the most important thing it's like for themselves yeah scootering is like nobody's there like nobody's forced to be there so it really is just like out of love for the sport mm-hmm. or like your friends, like the community is great. So I feel like that's another like motivating thing for a lot of people is like getting to go do something you love with the greatest people. Exactly. No, it's so cool. Well, Mia, I think that this has been a fantastic podcast and I think this is going to be a great way for people to understand who you are and, and to understand your personality a little bit. So <laughs> thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we have a ride day that we need to go to right now, and we need to talk to kids and si- sign pictures and take autographs, you know? Yes. It's going to be a good time. So it's going to be a great time. Thank you guys for tuning in, and um, make sure to follow Mia on Instagram. And what is your Instagram? I always forget. There's like an underscore, yeah. huh? <laughs> underscore Mia Catalano underscore. Awesome. Well, make sure to follow her, and 
You guys have an amazing rest of your day. Peace out.